Um, uh, yeah, so we're all good. We've got uh, we've got ah oh, the seventh to come back to. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this, and then twenty minutes yes. later we'll get on with the Nexus Nights episode because <laughs> that I sounds mean, like a good move. I, I'm surprised. I've actually got four notes, four pages of notes, and normally four like pages. But that's more. It's more just this scene happens. Uh, why this scene happens? Why this scene happens? <laughs> oh, I, I think it's a why. Uh, so it is purely just when you get count scene by scene. That's literally all the the questions that seem to come out of my mouth. So, uh, yeah. Do you know think... it's really funny because um, I was preparing for this. Yes, uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the communicator. Yeah. I don't know if it was like a. a, a, a I don't know if it was some sort of you know, psychological defence or something. <laughs> but for some reason, I thought we were talking about the communicator. I, I have watched obviously seven quite a few times, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. But, yep. but yeah, I sort of in my mind, I'd skip. That's gone. Yeah, I want to be talking about the communicator because yeah. I, I started watching that. So every time I've uh, dozed off trying to watch this, and it's now well, last night was the fourth attempt to watch in full. And even that I couldn't do in, in stages. And I had like screaming kids, I had to deal with like, you know, get dinner ready, all that kind of stuff. Um, so fortunately that kept me awake. But it, the amount of times it's just gone into communicator and I've woken up uh, just like a few seconds into communicator. It's like, oh, this episode's really, oh, it's not, yeah. oh, it's not the seventh, is it? Oh, <laughs> crying out, crying out loud. Yeah. I always expect maybe, you know, Netflix knows I'm, I'm dozing off and then it asks, are you yeah. still, are you still watching? And it's like, well, actually it's the seventh. Can you just skip it? That'd be great. That'd be fine. Yeah. Oh, it really, it's so just dull. It's just, it's, it's dull, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's, it's so dull. That's the problem. It's dull. It's, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's so plodding and yeah, you know, it's, oh, anyway, we're, we're talking about it. When we... <laughs> I'm not even going to bother putting the intro music in. We'll just talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then, yeah, afterwards, we'll, we'll perk ourselves up and uh, we'll do Nexus Nights. Um, yeah. Did you want to do sort of the hosting bit for that? Um, sort of introduce yeah, you? Yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah. do all that like we did last time. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Cool. Right. Space time. The ever-expanding frontier. <laughs> Face of the heart. All existence. To do what no sane entity has ever done before. This is the Temporal Trek Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Temple Trek podcast. Uh, this is Chrono Date Season 3, Episode 33 and Season 2, Episode 7 of Enterprise. Uh, episode 7, it's the 7th, otherwise known as the snoothest um, the <laughs> no, uh, episode. Not to tilt my hand on where the ratings come. I'm your host, uh, one of your hosts, Dan, and... And I'm Dan, your other host. Hey, Dan, Dan. Dan, Dan. Dan. 
and that's the only loud sound effect you're probably going to hear for the rest of the episode. The rest of the time, we're just going to doze off and listen to nothing. Uh, so welcome to one hour of silence on this podcast for the first time ever. <laughs> anyway, uh, how are you, Dan? Everything good? Yeah, fine. Thank you. Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I've caught up on my naps watching this episode, so that's at least something. Yep. Um, having done an hour, a, a week's worth of uh, extra work for the half term uh, and then come back to do the recording with you, which is a much more of a highlight, I can tell you, um, to, to try and spend you know an hour watching this episode was, was tough. It was tough going, trying to keep my eyelids open. Um, yeah, the seventh. Any thoughts about the episode in general before we really get into the the episode? Um, no, I'm going to hold my fire today because <laughs> there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if, if I if I could quite happily go in for a bit of a rant and we'd be finished. <laughs> I'm going to start the stopwatch and go. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's. I don't remember this episode. That, I do. I when, do. You see, uh, that's just it. I don't get that. Uh, I come into the episode and I, I seem to have an idea. There might be one scene that's stuck in my head and it's just always been there. And I, I, I come back and maybe think, oh, I didn't realise that was this episode. That's really cool. That's really fun. This episode, just complete blank. It's almost like I've never watched it before because I, I guess it just, it, it was so dull. My, my long-term memory just didn't want to keep it in there. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I just don't get this episode, but there we go um right we'll start off as we always do with our l cars rating system as we l locate the time of the episode there's no timey wiminess sort of but that's the discussion point well, well, i suppose yeah yeah it could be coming up to um uh but we start at zero minutes zero seconds and we're in the ship and Topol is studying a Vulcan text, which is quite nice to see. It's always good to have a nice little prop here and there. We get a mysterious communique, uh, just like back in um, the Breaking Ice episode. You know, we have a mysterious communique that doesn't seem to get brought up at all this episode. Oh, you're still getting these secret messages. Why is this happening? Uh, but they've located Menos, and he's three days away from your current position. Um, and she says, are you certain? Yes. All very all very dull or very emotionless as you'd expect from a Vulcan but uh, to say that that is the setup for this episode is very apt your thoughts <laughs> do you know what normally when you say to me this scene and I go oh yeah yeah, yeah blah de, blah de, blah I don't know if I've got the energy to do it today <laughs> I, I'll tell I don't know if you're going to put the bit we spoke about before we come on air um, but I'm going to re repeat this for, for the listeners <laughs> I was preparing for this episode yesterday <laughs> and for some reason and I think it can only be psychic defense some kind of you know psychological you know subconscious self-defense is that I was watching the communicator the next episode thinking oh we're doing the communicator <laughs> so I've watched the seventh um a number of times recently but um yeah so I'm um I don't know if I'm able to, to give you this scene, the normal scene by scene. We just have to see how we go. And there might be some scenes that, that have burnt themselves into my mind. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure how many will, will, will achieve that honour. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they, they, they do kind of blend together 
like normally when I'm I'm taking notes, it's like right, Archer's ready room. We're going to talk about this. There's like a a, a good thing to talk about. All oh, right, okay. Now we're going to move to the bridge. There's a, a moment here that's quite a nice character yep. development. That is nowhere to be seen in my notes this time. I've got four pages, but that's literally if you scene by scene log where they are. Um, but yeah, as I said before, and uh, again, I don't know if I'm going to keep it in the edit, um, but uh, it's just this scene. Why this scene? Why? <laughs> there's just, I, oh, never mind. Anyway, right. Yeah, that was the opening credit sequence, and there's really nothing to talk about. After the post credits, uh, we get uh, the Archer's ready room scene where he offers some toast. Um, oh, kind of yes. look, like, look like French toast to me. I'm literally going to pick about anything I could think of in this scene. Um, but, you know, does Chef like have a, a ready supply of maybe, you know, a sa- sourdough recipe that he has to come from? I mean, that there's quite a lot of ingredients to make something even as simple as mm. toast. So it seems odd that they've got something like that on board. I think, I think he's got like an ancient starter. You know, Ooh. handed down over years of cooks or chefs. That you know, his, his dad's dad and his father's father and his mother's father's brother's sister once had a, a starter in 22. Well, no, that's forward. 20, 2022. I like to think that now the starter mm. that, that chef uses is in, in existence right now. Somewhere. Yeah, that- so this is the first chef right now, and then maybe chef is the seventh person to get the recipe, and that yes. is actually a better episode than what we eventually get. <laughs> Absolutely, the, yeah. The classified sourdough recipe. Yes. <laughs> this but could have saved the episode. It could have been. like Just a side-by-side, you know, Topol has a little mission, then chef is talking about how it got handed down from generation to generation. We have flashback scenes where we see, you know, the second chef who almost lost it because he, he almost broke the jar and, yep. you know, that, all this kind of stuff. And then his, his son took it on and then he didn't really want to become a baker and he didn't really appreciate it and went off the wagon a bit. And then he came back to the fold and realised the sourdough was the way forward. And then, you know, he, start, he started a business, which obviously the fourth one went through. This would be so great. It could be a dynasty of the sourdough recipe, the seventh chef to have the sourdough recipe. And it was yes. on the first Walk 5 Starship. What a great episode that would be. It reminds me of, um, is it 2359, the Voyager episode? Yes. It could have, it yeah. could have been like that. It could, have found, oh. it could have found a picture of a guy in a, in a chef's hat, you know, standing proud outside his bakery. And it could have all just gone from there and become a, a classic of star trek and we could do you know we could uh, hit up the the snap trek people and say look there's here's you know um this episode and we've now got the seventh as well where it's chef versus janeway and it's their family yes. history of ancestry.com episode oh yeah. that i would love to watch that episode right okay that's it um ha- hashtag uh temple trek uh meets snap trek that's what we're going <laughs> to go for yep a completely made up episode and an actual episode and we compare the two um we find out that admiral forrest is going to contact archer uh that uh, he kind of quickly jumps to the conclusion that they're going to collect someone she never explicitly says that but they're going to meet up with the ship and it would have seemed like a, a good time to maybe reference fallen hero given that they've yes. already been through this exact scenario before but no one seems to reference the episode again so again uh, breaking ice they could have referenced in the, the opening credits and falling hero uh, again another episode we could have referenced and maybe it would have maybe kept it a little bit more interesting because it's repeated behavior from the vulcans expecting the enterprise to just do their bidding any thoughts on that 
Yeah, is, am I right? Because again, you know, my 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 memories are are vague and 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 strange. But isn't um, the ambassador in this briefly? She is she does she speak to? No. Nope. Oh. Oh. No. Right, okay. That's it. I I must have been another be episode it. that I was watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she talks to 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 Pole at some point. The, the um, opening communique before the credits is a completely different female uh, Vulcan. Oh, okay. So it's not, yeah, it's not Valar at all. Not even that. No, yeah, not even that little nugget. Wouldn't that have been great? Because that would yeah. have been a complete callback. We're going to do this again. You know, the 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 trial was great and we d- disrupted the Maserites, But now it's time to atone for the last time we tried to do this with this species. And things have gone wrong instead of gone right. And it would have been a great little callback. Keep it going. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many, ah, oh, so many things. But uh, with Fallen Hero, there there was points where Valar says, you know, I've been keeping up with your career, and the way they described it, it's that she, you know, Tapol has been a career diplomat the whole way through. No mention that she studied anywhere else or worked for any other ministry, and now all of a sudden she is CSI Vulcan. She was some deep undercover operative yeah. uh the born to pole uh you know i i don't she's now got memory gaps and she's having yes. problems again if they established that that would have been fantastic you know that you've had this background in security and then you became a diplomat they'd said that in fallen hero and now we're going to get the repercussions great it would have been fantastic but we don't we we no. just we're just told to accept that she had this background and history of security and and it just kind of yeah, peters out. There's really nothing there. They go to a do briefing. Know, do you yeah. know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna drop something in here. I think we should break convention mm-hmm. and just say, do you know what? This is so bad <laughs> that we can't. We do can't. This. We really can't. Right. I tell you what. We'll we'll blast through the episode. Okay. So right. There was a briefing. Travis was given something to do and he didn't get to do it. Oh. <laughs> like, all right. He was given the pilot's job. So, okay. He pilots yep. the shuttle. That's, that's a great idea. He was told to watch the door and he didn't, <laughs> he, he didn't, he, he oh, broke, God, yeah. he, he broke away to barrel roll into the guy before he actually like tried to get out of Jabba's palace or wherever they were. Um, oh my God. What was the other thing? Oh yeah. He was told to watch him so that they could yep. go and have the meaningful conversation outside. Yep. And, you know, you, you're doubting yourself and all this kind of stuff. Oh, go and watch him. No, no, he doesn't. He kicked <laughs> over a table, started a fire, let him go. Let, Travis, oh, my God, Travis, what else did you do? You went to the cockpit and uh, tried to find out something. Did he turn it off? Did he then, you know, mingle yep. around with it? No, Archer had to come in and do the off switch, didn't he? <laughs> oh, my God, Travis, you were given four jobs to do and you didn't do anything. Like, what on earth? What on earth is going on? So Travis didn't have anything to do. Uh, what, what else have happened? Oh, Trip's story, I think, was the only oh, thing yes. that actually kept me going throughout the whole episode because yep. it was kind of fun. It was a little throwaway here and there. Um, they're, the flocks, uh, Reed and Trip, sitting down having breakfast and they all want to get something out of him because he's now the acting captain. Uh, yes. any, th- any thoughts on that scene? I think that's quite interesting. Yes, I like that, actually. You're right. I like that. The... Because Trip is very confident, or comes across as very confident, and he just absolutely fell apart, didn't he? Mm. <laughs> which, which, again, I mean, there's no evidence. I mean, talking of like you know, sort of setting things up, 
Mm. There's no evidence for this. He's a very capable officer. Yep. He runs, you know, he runs the engineering department. So it's not like he's not used to sort of ordering people around and, and sort of dealing with problems and, you know, managing a situation. But as soon as he's given the the sort of the captaincy, he, f- he falls apart. Mm-hmm. And yep. again, it, you know, it, it, what it does produce is a little bit of humour, a little bit of sort of, you know, I think the stuff when he keeps saying to people, I'll get back to you. You know, I wondered if there was a traitorhood there, but obviously not. But, um, you know, but yeah, yeah, it's somewhat, somewhat. I mean, it's not a high traitorhood because I kind of I, I can understand he's just suddenly been thrust into the captaincy and, and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, you you we know he runs the biggest department on the whole ship. Yeah, he's got the biggest yeah. team. He should Absolutely. be good at delegating at least. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I suppose it's it is a different thing, obviously, but. Yeah, his his sort of collapse is so dramatic that it just doesn't. Again, it doesn't ring true, does it? It just no. like it, it feels like a. If, unfortunately, like the whole episode really feels like a filler. It feels mm-hmm. like you know each scene was like a filler for the episode. <laughs> it's just yep. a series of fillers to sort of get <laughs> you to the end of the episode. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. I always sort of take the Mickey, or, or not take the Mickey exactly, but it always makes me laugh how, how much hatred the um, the measure of fan guys have for for Enterprise. But I have to say, mm-hmm. this I think this is possibly uh, this is I think this is the worst episode of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't. You know, we, we, we're going to obviously go through all the episodes, and we might we might change our mind. But I can't think of a worse episode than this. Mm-hmm. And I think this is right up there with the worst episodes of Star Trek. Yeah. I really do. I think for me, the worst episode of Star Trek, other than the sort of TOS dodgy sort of you know stuff, mm-hmm. is is the fight on Voyager. Mm-hmm. I hate that episode so much. I really hate. It's awful. It's it, do you know what? It's it's there is a few episodes that I skip, mm-hmm. but that is one that I absolutely skip. And even if like. Even if I'm sort of sitting on the sofa, slobbing out, desperately looking for something to watch, and it, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd still watch like I don't know, I'd watch, um, well, I'd watch anything. <laughs> really, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I, you know, I'd put Channel Five on rather than that. <laughs> <laughs> for the American listeners, that's very serious. That's that's yeah, exactly, a real, yeah. that's a big thing right there. No, it's <laughs> I, I completely agree with you on that one. It's it. There's just nothing to it that satisfies you as a watcher no. that you can get into the characters are nowhere where they should be um like i say travis got to pilot the shuttle at the beginning so he's doing his actual job but none of the other characters seem to be talking mm. as they normally do even when reed says uh oh you know i could uh, use the time to realign or recalibrate the the phases at the briefing um no he would have said, right, do you want a backup? Do you, you know, I yeah. can have a security team with you. I could yeah. come down in a different shuttle. We could tactically work it all out. Why yeah. wasn't he part of the team? You know, yeah. she wanted someone she could trust. Why not yeah. go for the most violent crew member? The one who's proven. <laughs> Why not go the one who wants to blow stuff up all the time? <laughs> it, oh, my God. I, I know emotionally Archer has been the most supportive of her the whole way through yes. the journey so far. It makes sense that he comes with her. Yeah, absolutely. but you know they helped out the ambassador in Fallen Hero. What is the difference here? You know, mm. where is the embarrassment? 
aspect yeah. to it because they, they talk about Vulcans having honor and things like this, but that seems a very emotional response and very un-Vulcan. Yeah. I mean, I think the only sort of thing you could say for that is that to, to poll, you know, obviously it, it's something that really bothers to poll. Mm. So, and, and, you know, you can understand a Vulcan being quite private. Mm. So that, but the, I think the other problem with this episode is that a lot of episodes we've talked about, sort of us quite slow slow burners mm-hmm. and we've talked about that the way they tell you know not a lot happens and then a lot happens but at no point does a lot happen to, to sort of lift this episode mm-hmm. to make it feel like there's there's some kind of jeopardy there's some kind of excitement to it like even at the end there you know when he sort of gets captured it's all very low key it's all very mm. you know it just they sort of just walk him away you know and and it's all sort of, it just, it, it lacks any sparkle. Mm-hmm. We're told that she's, the, you know, she treats him almost like a her nemesis. You know, he's mm. the arch enemy, the one who got away, you know, this, this yeah. big thing for her. And all right, yeah. they suppress the emotions of what happened to Jawson, the other character, the seventh, yeah. the one that we think that she shot. Um, yeah. But there's no cat and mouse. There's no. no hide and seek. There is two seconds of her looking around the bar and they find him. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, well, what's going to happen now? Oh, we're going to yeah. cuff him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what happens now? It just keeps yeah. on going, and there's I mean, nothing there. Yeah, and the only the only moment I suppose where uh, not jeopardy, but what's the right word? But where where he sort of starts to convince them that he's actually an innocent, mm. like he hauls the, um, the the spent casings and stuff. Yes. You know that could have maybe have developed into something. You know, like there's a real dilemma but again that gets resolved so quickly mm. that there's not that real dilemma i mean she has that moment of sort of doubt and stuff and and she's not quite sure but it, it just doesn't go anywhere it doesn't have any flesh to it you know it, no. it, and that's that's i mean we, we're just going to repeat ourselves in a way but you know that is the real problem that they are they're the little scenes that, that are connected mm. but aren't properly connected mm. They could have been sort of, you could almost, I mean, you can't, but you could almost jumble them up mm. and put them into any order and they sort of would have worked, you know, because yeah. there is a, there is a, a, obviously there is a, um, um, a story to it, but it just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't happen. Nothing mm. happens. But jumbling him up, that would be quite an interesting way of delivering the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could do that, that, that old trick of sort of starting from the, the end, you know, that sort of mm. thing or, you know, just to give it a bit of dynamism. Mm, absolutely. Because it it plods along, as you say, but it's it's parts of characters that we've never heard of before, we've had no setup mm. for before. So there's not like there's an emotional payoff here for us, having watched through season one and started season two. It's mm. not like, oh, you remember when Topol said that she had that horrible backstory and she was uh, abused at Pajem when we went there. So no, no, you never mentioned that. And yeah. by the way, why is it always Pajem? Are there yes. no other monasteries in all yeah. of Vulcan? <laughs> all of the Vulcan territory, there's no other monastery. Only Pajem <laughs> exists. And they, yep. they specialise in spying on their neighbours and yep. uh, torturing Vulcans uh, who are part of the security <laughs> ministry. Indeed, um, yeah. With the, oh God, what was the the, the thing called? Uh, Falara. The Falara, the repression of memory. And uh, just Why? Just why? There's no point to it whatsoever. 
uh, yeah, and having him sort of try and emotionally play off the humans, maybe against the Vulcans, and have mm. it be be a microcosm of the fact that actually now the humans are trusting her, the humans yep. are also trusting the Vulcans more, um, yep. and that there's these people who want to try and manipulate them and try and keep keep that going. And Manos is kind of the the face of the people trying to break the humans and Vulcans apart. That would have been great. That would have been a nice little sort of. Um, a nod to the fact that maybe the cementing of the human Vulcan relationship is finally happening, but even that doesn't come across. No, no, it, it, it's their relationship. It's um, Archer and T'Pol's relationship being cemented. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. but there's nothing else to that no. storytelling. I mean, again, I think you know another another aspect they could have worked with was you know, you know why was T'Pol hunting these people down? Yeah, what was going on in Vulcan society? What you know what was happening there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you could have explored that much more. You could, again, it could have been a flashback episode where she actually goes through that process. Yeah, you know, and then actually the sort of capture of the last guy is quite a small part of the episode, but the whole thing is about her mm. in the past going through this experience and, and where that led her to and stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, and uh, you could have it as you know seven parts to the episode, mm. seven people to be captured, like yeah. Carbon Creek. We flash yep. back and see the first one, the second one. Yep. You know, as we were just joking with the chef, you could yep. go through all the different things in one episode and it would be a yep. fun period piece, seven yep. ser- different period pieces, a yep. really interesting idea, but something they never do. And they wanted to do flashbacks. And this is the timey wiminess we were going to talk about. Yes. Now, this is something you you um, said to me a couple of weeks ago. Does this qualify uh, as timey wiminess? Yes. So I will give the, the temple stamps. But I'm going to open up the discussion once we've done it. Uh, right. So the first one is temporal footnote, uh, 11 minutes, 24 seconds to 11 minutes, 28 seconds. Then we got uh, 18 minutes to 22 to 18 minutes, 27, 21 minutes, 45 to 21 minutes, 54, 22, 37 to 22, 39, 23, 14 to 23, 22. 2645 to 2647, 2707 to 2710, 2741 to 2746, 2756 to 2802, 2822 to 2822. It was one second long. But if you put all of those seconds condensed together, is it a flashback and should it have been a temporal episode? Or because it's memory, and she's watching it there and then in the scene, you know, the way it's filmed, it's a bit yep. you know, blurry and green yep. and, and everything like this. Does it count that it's happening there and then in this episode, as opposed to an actual flashback where we're seeing what actually happened, given that the episode also references that memory is fallible? That's a very good question. And one, I think that we we've, we've sort of talked about with a couple of other episodes. I mean, there's, mm. there's a couple coming up in season three where there's there's a certain amount of flashbacking going on mm. i don't know i mean when i first watched it my first thought was this is a temple trick mm-hmm. but i think having spoken to you about it and and i think i can understand where you're coming from with that i think it is a memory it, as you say it's filmed in that sort of you know sort of sepia is not the right word but you know what i mean it's got a mm. sort of a tint to it i suppose mm. and um so i think um I think it stays in the episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I fine. So. I, well, I mean, so. we can open it up to the listeners. Obviously, it's always nice yeah, to have feedback. Yeah, be so interested in what people think, yeah. If we were to, to take all of those seconds, uh, this would actually place it earlier in our season three for the podcast. Uh, it would be uh, just before First Flight. 
So I think it would actually become the second episode of this season if you were to do it. But you know, um, I'm not asking people, should we go back and watch this again? Because we are not watching this episode again. <laughs> but if I were to do it, should it have been a Temple Trek episode earlier in the season? Or should it just be considered part of the episode? And yeah, the reason I haven't done it that way is because the whole episode is about the fallibility of memory. Um, Mm. It's not necessarily, we're not seeing things as they were, but as she perceived them to be. Um, And we never finally get the the resolve of whether Jawson was armed or not, or actually did raise the gun in time to provoke her to shoot him, or she just shot him you know, point blank, just because his hand was near the weapon. We don't really see a resolution to that. All we see is that she was tortured at Pajem and and had her memories um, forcibly removed. Um, So, yeah, so I'll open it up to the listeners. Get back to us, Mm. um, email us and contact us on Twitter, whatever you want. Should it be considered a temporal trek um, or not? Or do we keep it as like a temporal footnote in the episode, but it's happening there and then? There we go. That's the most interesting thing about the whole episode. <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. You beat me to it, literally. But that that that's it. There's literally nothing else. And the fact that the resolution is that he did actually have biotoxins. Do you think it would have been better if he really genuinely was a nice guy? And the worst thing is actually that the Vulcans did something to her and that they're the bad guys. You know, that isn't really the case. Yeah, I think it'd be far more interesting. What you know, because then you got at the end there, you've got a, a, a conundrum, haven't you? Do mm. you hand him over? Mm. You know, he's he's wanted, mm-hmm. but if he's if he's not shipping bioweapons, then he's not wanted for the reason he should be wanted. If that makes sense, and and so you have a, you have a much more interesting sort of you know dilemma as as to whether you know you it's it's the same question it's like it's it's a question that you know that i think about quite a lot funny enough is laws you know mm. are laws inherently right because they are the law yeah. or are they only right because they're just if that makes you know where where do you, you know like do you blindly follow follow the rules do you blindly follow what you're told to do or do is there space for you know your own morals and your own compass in that mm. and then suddenly you got a much you know if he right near the beginning of the episode it was found out that he wasn't um shipping bioweapons but maybe the vulcans have sent someone else yeah you know and and then you know they, they end up trying to save him you know that becomes much more interesting you know because but so yeah i think there's a that, that potentially there's an interesting question there if he is innocent what happens and how do you then justify what you did in the past as well because you've got you know you 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 were blind basically you were in, in that point you were yeah. blindly following orders mm-hmm. you've come forward now in your life and you you know and you you've re- you realize that this is not the right thing to do necessarily mm. and suddenly you've got a much more interesting episode because you know the vulcan state for one of a better word are are sort of pushing to to get this guy arrested and, and and taken away regardless because he's more more almost more because he sort of broke the rules more than committed a crime if that makes you know mm-hmm. and and then you've got a really interesting episode where you, you've got a conundrum and you've got a, a thing to deal with and a, an issue to say well okay you know should we be should should he be arrested well mm-hmm. you know from my perspective clearly no if he's an innocent man, he's an innocent man, you know. Yeah. And then you've got the opportunity to have a, a conflict. Yeah. 
yeah it's like you say if you if they'd established early he was innocent they scanned his ship they found no biotoxins this doesn't make sense it also establishes why topol had that guilt about killing the seventh and killing jawson because if Manos is innocent what if jawson exactly, was innocent yeah. and Absolutely. she is now guilty for killing an innocent man yeah and that would explain why the falara happens but the way yeah. they play it is that Manos is guilty he yeah. does do biotoxins actively was trying to um uh, drive a wedge between archer travis and then to pole um yeah. he was being manipulative he wanted to get the hologram of his family out to try and yeah. play up that ma- manipulation um he he was hiding waiting for them to leave at all points um he was rather die in a fire rather than be caught, caught and captured um there's there's so much evil about him of course yep. so they should deliver him and archer is level-headed he actually mm. says you know you're here to not judge him well just last week you would have probably been the one judging him and you would have been the one trying to get in on this moral conflict where did this archer come from yeah. um it's another complete swing to the other side for Archer's character. Yeah. Um, and nothing seems to make sense. It doesn't play well together. Um, if this episode had been part of maybe a, a CSI kind of Star Trek show, and we had a character who had established a long period of working for a security ministry, and then the Archer character, the captain character, is actually the, you know, the tried and tested captain of this police force, this starting Starfleet police force. This might have been an interesting story because it's this one character who's got the dark past. They're now dealing with it and all the tragedy that comes through. But it's Star Trek, it's, I know, it just does feel, it doesn't feel like a Star Trek episode. And I, I hate that argument, you know, this isn't Trek about all the new Trek that's been coming out and all this kind of stuff. But this episode really doesn't feel like a Star Trek episode. It feels like someone from CSI came over one week, did a temp job with the writing team for Enterprise and left the CSI script on the on the table and they just plugged in the characters and yeah. they didn't really fit. Yeah. That's what this episode feels like to me. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I, I mean, I think um, maybe we should wrap up in a way here. Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> all, what we're going to do, we're going to compl- just continue criticizing. And yes. as, as 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 fascinating as I'm sure our insights are for the listeners, <laughs> it might be might be a moment to say, do you know what? This is a bad episode. Um, yeah, and move on. Yes, absolutely. I've right. never felt the need to do that before. We'll do we'll do the categories. So consequences. Yes, Consequences, yep. nothing. Nothing I can think of. No, because I mean, Topol never flashes back to that again, does she? I don't think. And no, nope. there's none of that. You know, there's no sort of ongoing guilt or anything. You know. Yep, that's it. There's um, extradition orders we already dealt with with Fallen Hero, so that's a whole thing. That's that's already been a consequence. So there's nothing special about this episode. We find out that there's some you know mind control thing that the monasteries do for the Vulcans, but again, does that ever come back up again? I don't think so. Don't think so. No. Uh, so there we go. Uh, the Vulcans may be bit, uh, a bit corrupt, and that might play into our future Vulcan yeah. trilogy and, and quadrology in in the uh, season four. But again, 
it doesn't get directly referenced so no that's fine alterations expansions literally any other episode <laughs> yeah i think we've covered that pretty well haven't we i yeah. think our entire discussion has been an alteration really isn't it <laughs> it really has this this is the timey-wiminess of the episode it flips yeah. round. the l and the a category is the other thing yes. so it's a it's an acolores acolores recommendations do we recommend this episode to anyone yes no <laughs> <laughs> No, we don't. No, I don't even reckon. I don't recommend it to myself. I, I wouldn't even, you know. I, I no, wouldn't even. Yeah. I recommend it to myself when uh, it's half term or summer holidays, and I want to get a nap in yeah. after I've done a long shift at work. <laughs> this this is better than night all. This is better than any kind of drug that you might take for uh, sleeplessness. Uh, you know, get get your naps in right now. Put the seventh yep. on, and off you go. In five minutes, guaranteed, it'll be gone. Just like that acid that seemed to just disappear as a plot device. Oh, you can't go out there. There's acid yeah. over there. It's like, oh no. Well, oh, oh, she's walking on it now. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's forget about the acid bit. Let's forget about the acid. Bit. Oh man. Oh my Do you know god. What? I, I like to think that we've developed a friendship really over this uh, period of yeah. talking to each other, but. You know, I, I, this is a strike against you for making me watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't make the episode. Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, no, yes, I, I don't blame it. I, that's fine. I will take that hit. I, I, I apologize <laughs> now. I apologize to anyone who is watching along with the show as well. You don't have to watch the seventh. Uh, please just move on to the next episode. The communicator is coming up next week. Everyone, please yes. just, just stick with us and just go for that. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it for the episode. I think we've done that in just under 40 minutes. There we go. Really? Wow. That is the short. I think this might be the shortest full episode review of the Temporal Trek ever. And quite rightly. And quite rightly. Exactly. Yeah, it deserves it deserves that accolade, doesn't it? It really does. It's not yeah. offensive. It's not bad. No, 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 no. It is just. Well, it is bad. It is bad. Boring. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. But is it? But even if it's bad, like the bad episodes, there's something yeah. funny to talk about. This yeah. is just bland. This is yes. just nothing. There's it's. It, remember in Never Ending Story where they talk about the nothing is taking over the imagination. Oh, yes. Yes. This is the kind of stories that come out of that. <laughs> this is what happens in the nothing. You get the seventh. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh Pretty gosh. Nice. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, uh, thank you very much. Uh, for joining us um thank you join us next time in the uh, temporal trek episodes uh, let's go for the notes here we go oh we've just thrown everything to the wind here uh, we have we? Join i'm us. gonna say this i'm gonna say this now before we i'm gonna say that um next episode is better I promise you no matter what we talk about if we if we just sat and and whistled for 40 minutes it would be a better episode as well, it would be this the communicator. So maybe we'll communicate yeah. in whistles and blips. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had Jabba's, Jabba's Palace this week. So, yes, you know, we could just did. keep the Star Wars thing going. You know, R2D2 <laughs> will just whistle and bleep. Um, so, all that remains is the setup for next week. Uh, join us at season three, episode 34 for the podcast, and season two, episode eight of Enterprise as we go to the communicator. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. Take care. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to it. If you'd like to go to the future, or feedback, you can contact me at the Temperature Podcast Facebook page, or find me on Twitter at Ryder. No, no, no. Also, find me on Twitter at Daniel underscore hit underscore right.
scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fanfiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. There we go. <laughs> oh my God, yes, that was the best way of dealing with that. That I, feel, I don't know what else we could do, really. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't go through that. No, scene by scene, and it, be all serious. And it was literally. I mean, you might not be able to see it here, but why didn't she go? Why? 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 <laughs> Just it, oh my god! Terrible episode. Absolutely terrible episode. Oh, right. Yep. Um, all right, I'm going to stop that recording.